Charlotte Ryan brings the music first. Lovely to have you with us, Charlotte. Uh, always, music 101 host. Good morning. Thanks, Catherine. Always lovely to be here too and rave about my favourite music of the week. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, or just before the news, but yes, there's a new Fat Freddy's Drop documentary on rnz.co.nz. There are some really good documentaries on our website. And go hunting. And this is definitely one of them. Um, it's... Uh, a series, quite a long series, a new series or a new season is going to be announced or, or released, sorry, online every week for the next four weeks. But this documentary series about Fat Freddy's Drop, the Wellington band who formed over 20 years ago, follows the band on their very first European tour. Um, now, I don't want to go too much into the history of Fat Freddy's Drop because I think many of you will know it, but this takes us back to that time, the very early days of Fat Freddy's Drop, when they did really know what they were doing and they'd admit that too. They are one of those bands that really created their own rules so what they did uh, is instead of, or for the first time that they went over to Europe Europe instead of just going over there and coming back like a lot of bands usually do, Fat Freddy's Drop decided to move to Europe for three months and just base themselves there and make contacts. And I mean, that was sort of common, I guess, back in the day. But uh, there was a woman called Sarah Hunter there with a, a handy cam shooting all these very slow interactions. So I guess these, this documentary and the whole series, it's quite a slow burn, which is kind of quite representative of the band and their music. You know, lots of their songs are over 12 minutes. It's long, but in this documentary you see the real grit of the band, the hard work. They hired this flat in Tooting, London, and it's a very run-down, sort of depressing flat. But you watch Fat Freddy's Drop in this London flat. They didn't, you know, th this was before their Based on a True Story album came out, and what they're doing is they're putting this album together. So you can see them working out the start of these classic songs, and it's almost been put together like like a piece of art rather than a documentary series. There's lots of music. There's lots of really beautiful shots. The band members are all very different looking because this was shot 20 years ago. In fact, um, I interviewed Joe Lindsay and Moo from Fat Freddy's, Freddy's Drop and both of them said it's actually very difficult to watch themselves on this footage 20 years ago because well, they both looked so different, they acted different. You know, 20 years ago, we were all very different people. But I think what's so special about watching this documentary series is that start of the magic. You can really see the band coming together. Um, yeah, heaps of smoking cigarettes throughout it, which Moo doesn't smoke anymore, so he's so proud looking back. But, you know, there was no algorithms back then. It was very simple in a sense. Um, but, yeah, they put together based on a true story, that iconic album that we know and love. Um, uh, apparently, they had to digitise 116 hours of footage. Uh, you definitely should go and watch it. And it's definitely a binge watch because each episode's only 10 minutes long, but you see Fat Freddy's Drop based in London, like I mentioned, but then moved to London, uh, sorry, Berlin, Vienna, Amsterdam. And one of my most favourite episodes in this new doco series is when they get their first pressing of hope. And I think for many of us, Fat Freddy's Drop song, Hope, was the song that got us, that hooked us into the band. We hadn't really heard anything else like it, even though, you know, it's reggae and, and whatnot. But I want to play the radio edit of Hope. Um, it's not as long as the usual songs. Um, but this will bring back memories and also remind you of how good this song is and encourage you to go watch the documentary. Hopeful 
Fat Fruity's Drop Hope. We're playing that in celebration of the brand new Fat Fruity's Drop documentary series on rnz.co.nz. Just search for Marauders. Yeah, we've also put a link up on our webpage, listeners, uh, if you want to just click and, and go through straight to there. We make it too hard to find things sometimes, don't we? Where, where do people find the muso, um, music documentaries, Charlotte? What's the quickest way to find them? Go to your Google. page? Google. Oh, yeah, go to Music 101 page, actually. Yeah. We'll definitely link it up we'll there. Or just Google RNZ and Fat Freddy's in a way. You, well, that could get interesting. Yeah. Anyway, there's a link on our webpage for this one. Um, Wandering Eyes was the, uh, was the first one that really registered with me, for multiple oh. reasons, I have to say. Oh, uh, absolutely. But, but also, you mentioned the longer tracks, but that was kind of the vibe back in those slightly slower days. I mean, I think I don't even think we had Facebook or we were just getting it. No. And there was just a different sense of pace, you know. And I, you could just – and that's that's the beauty of reggae and darbin and, and, and these genres is that they're just great for chilling out. And who knows 11 minutes has gone by. I know. Well, I don't know if you ever had a copy of their very first EP. It was called Live at the Matterhorn. And it, it was probably the only, there, Charlotte. You probably were. <laughs> but it was the I only – I went out re- in those days. <laughs> it was the only release in so many years. It was the only thing you could get your hand on. But I remember one of the songs was 22 Minutes. Yeah. And, you know, there used to be that joke of, oh, Fat Freddy's are playing. They only play three songs in their set. But it was true. <laughs> that They only did play three songs in their set. But they really improvised. They had that jazz influence. A lot of their members yes, are jazz musicians. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. But um, – Gosh, bring, it brings back memories. So many people have been getting in touch and remembering the first time they saw Frat Freddy's or they toured. You know, they were travelling through this country and had that album. So mm. I encourage you to watch the doco. There's one my producer will tell you about afterwards, my colleague in Auckland, um, about a slight um, misremembered name, but I don't think I'll do it on air. But <laughs> we'll <laughs> to will enlighten you when you get off air. Right, what's Dave Dobbin up to? Oh, Sir Dave Dobbin is celebrating the 30-year anniversary of his album Lament for the Numb. This was released in 1993 and it had Maybe the Rain, Bella the Ball. The album's been remastered and released on vinyl for the first time. And... This isn't his huge, you know, his biggest solo album. You know, after Dave Dobbin played in The Dudes, he went on to Didi Smash, then he went solo. He first released the Foot Rock Flats soundtrack in 1986. Then his first solo proper album was Loyal, released in 1988, and that had Slice of Heaven and, you know, Love You Like a Should and Loyal. So it, it was huge. And then I think he was in a bit of a flux. His father passed away. He was feeling weird because he wasn't, you know, the, the record company apparently didn't like the things that he was Recording. So Dave Dobbin took, him, took himself over to L.A. in 1992. He moved into a motel room behind the Chinese theatre in Hollywood, and he found a new band over there. They're called the Stone People. Mitchell Froome on keyboard, and then um, Elvis Costello's rhythm section. So he sort of took himself out of New Zealand. He wanted to make a statement. He felt... I don't want to say angry, but this album is a lot more passionate, I think. And, yeah, some people say more... Not negative, but not so lovey, I guess, like the previous album. It was recorded and mixed by Chad Blake, and yes, uh, Mitchell Froome also produced it. Now, he plays in Crowded House at the moment, but he met um, Dave Dobbin through Neil Finn because, of course, he produced those early Crowded House albums too. But... Dave Dobbin speaks about this album and says when he was writing it, he had to get out of New Zealand. He wanted to go to L.A., but when he got there to record this album, 
it still smouldered in sort of the Rodney King riots of 1992. And he said that the air was thick with fear. The locals were in shock. And he sort of almost thought that the world would end on a fine day in L.A. The riots had really heightened that sort of dread. And so he decided to write sort of in his motel room in Hollywood Boulevard. And he was very hyper aware that the world could sort of erupt at any time around him. And I think this is where we definitely hear it in his lyrics. With all that background, though, he released this album. I want to play this song, Bell of the Ball, um, recorded by Dave Dobbin over in LA from this album. I can't wait to hear it on vinyl. And this actually won a Silver Scroll Award back in the day too. So here's Dave Dobbin and the Stone People. I can't wait to hear this on vinyl. Blue. With the bell 
There it's is Dave Dobbin. It's a very sophisticated piece of uh, composition, that is, isn't it? I agree, and obviously other songwriters think it too. Winning the Silver Scroll, of course, back in the day. Uh, it's from his album Lament for the Numb, released 30 years ago, and it will be available on vinyl for the first time. It's so funny to think none of these albums released on vinyl, um, you know, back in the 90s, but it just wasn't the thing. CDs were the thing back then, I guess. Eek. <laughs> Let's go on to the final track today. Uh, it's an artist called Carly Uchis, who I've been a fan for, you know, for a little while, a couple of years. She's just 29 years old, but I think what gets me about her and her music is that it's so uplifting and fun. She sings uh, in all, you know, in Spanish and in English. But this song is called Timata, and Thank it you. just brings joy. Thank you, Charlotte. Bye now.
Alicia Smith, Tamata there. Makes you want to get your tango shoes on that one, doesn't it? Thanks very much to Charlotte Ryan from Music 101 for the music. Remember, there's a link through to the Fat Freddy's Drop documentary on our website.